Hey, welcome to Dr. Matters. I have an important topic I'd like to talk about. And it's... Uh, a lot of people have this, this topic wrong. And, and this topic I like to talk about is salvation. And saved. And what does it mean to be saved? What does it mean to have salvation? What does it mean to be right with God? How do you get there? What does it mean to be born again? So, let's get right into it. Um, before you can expound on the right way, it's good to explain other people's viewpoints and then take the Bible before you take man's words that's what we're built off of is the Word of God not because your pastor says something it's because the Word of God says it the man of God's got to back it up if the man of God doesn't back up the Word of God then it's time to question the man of God doctrine this whole thing about doctrine matters is all about making sure uh, we have our doctrines right because either there's the false doctrine or there's the apostles doctrine there's no in between either you've got the spirit of truth or you got the spirit of error and I hope this doctrine matters is, is like a a resource you have on your shelf that you can pull off and say hey here listen to this this is the reason why we're doing what we're doing this is why we talk like we talk and walk like we walk. You want to know why guys don't wear dresses? Well, here's the doctrine. Here's the teaching. You want to know why women would, don't wear pants? Here's the doctrine. Here's the teaching. You want to know why men cut their hair? Here's the doctrine. Here's the Bible. Here's the teaching. You want to know why women don't cut their hair? Well, here's the doctrine. Here's what we believe. Here's what the apostles believe, and here's what we believe. And sorting through the cultural differences of the Word of God and sorting through the moral law that was handed down from the very beginning is vital and it has to become sound doctrine. And you have to look at the Word of God in a very literal sense. So, salvation eternal eternity, heaven, hell, no matter the different doctrines out there, there is a heaven and there is a hell. There is a place where somebody's going to uh, either live forever or die forever. And if sometimes people don't even want to acknowledge that there is a hell. So they um, they reject the notion of a hell. So you got to throw a lot of scripture out to believe that there's no such thing as a hell. I was with a bunch of uh, Christians and they were talking and they, they said, the reason why we don't believe in a heaven. And they don't believe in a heaven because they think they're going to live forever on earth. 
and they have the millennial mixed up and they they denounce the rapture in order to believe that the millennial is going to be us inheriting the earth so <clears throat> that's another topic for another day we'll digest that here in another episode salvation if anytime you see eternity this is what's going to get you to heaven you better listen up somebody might be listening to me not knowing whether they're right with God <clears throat> you're going to know whether you're right with God before you you're, this episode is over you're going to know whether you're doing right or you're doing wrong and anytime the Bible talks about inheriting the kingdom of God or making heaven your home eternity the um, you have to listen up have to this is stuff that you can't make up this is stuff that you can't um, you can't run away from just because your church don't believe it your church don't walk it your church don't talk it and one of my buddies started going to another church I'm not going to mention the church but I will mention their doctrines and he made a decision that he got mad at the pastor so he's going to go ahead and go to this other church so and my question was why, why, why not another church that believes Bible doctrine because the Bible does talk about you can believe a lie and be damned the Bible does talk about you can cast out devils and still go to hell have we all not cast out devils in thy name? Have we not done many wonderful works in thy name? And Jesus says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Just because you speak in tongues doesn't mean you're right with God. Just because you baptize in the name of Jesus doesn't mean you're right with God. There's there's a doctrine here that a lot of people is not going to and talking about. On the doctrine of, of, of righteousness living right, walking right, talking right. And if you're going to if you're going to attempt to do that, God forbid you start putting your earbuds devil music and you start putting in front of your eyes devil videos and you start living a double standard life because you um, your flesh wants it. So, let's get right into it. In John 3, 3, uh, Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, a religious ruler. And in the conversation, being a religious ruler, he was he was questioning, why don't you know these things? Like, you have been elevated in stature in the church kingdom, and you don't know what I'm talking about. So, bear with me, I am driving and doing this podcast, so I can't reference everything perfectly right now, I I like to, Um, feel free, 
if uh, if I get outside the word to correct, uh, give me a comment. Aaron James Hague at gmail.com and just shoot me a text. Hey bro, you quoted this wrong, or hey man, I don't like this this doctor. Can you expound on it? And I would love to. <clears throat> so Nicodemus was told, unless you're born again, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, everybody understands whether they're going to see it or whether they're going to enter it. And this is something on every uh, Jewish person's mind because Moses was told about this promised land, and but he never got to enter it because of unbelief. And so... But he did get to see it. He get, they get to see where his people was about to go, and they died on the mountain. And then the devil disputed with the angels about where his bones laid in the mountain. So, um, unless you're born again, unless you're born again, you want to inherit the kingdom of God. And it goes on and says, you won't even see the kingdom this time. If you disobey on being born again, you're not going to enter it, and you're not going to see it. Two things here. Somebody thinks being born again is optional. It is not optional. Somebody thinks that being born again, if you're not born again, you, you don't have to be in... So Nicodemus was like, okay, do I jump in mom's belly and be born again? This is weird. He says, no, you don't jump in mom's belly and be born. That was born of flesh is flesh. That was born of spirit of spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. He's, he's like cross-eyed going, I don't understand. Any of you Bible scholars out there, if you want to understand what being born again is, you go right to the book of Acts. Acts 2. Being born again of the water and of the Spirit, you go right to Acts 2 to understand what Jesus is talking about. He says, Unless a man is born of the water and Spirit, he would enter into the kingdom of God. So, it goes on in verse 8, it says, The wind bloweth where it listeneth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, I cannot tell whence it cometh, the weather goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. I'm not going to get too much into this, other than the sound that you hear was found in the book of Acts 2, Acts 10, Acts 19. The sound that came forth, that everyone will be born of the Spirit with, in Acts uh, 2, Acts 10, Acts 19, when they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, the sound came forth and they were speaking with tongues. Does the Bible say, if you don't speak with tongues, you won't make it to heaven? No. But if you don't have the Holy Ghost, if you're not born of His Spirit, which is not another, there's no other God before me or after me, the Bible says. I am the Lord beside me, there is no Savior. Jesus, when he was talking about another comforter, he's talking about 
another manifestation of his spirit because he said, I am with you right now. One of these days I'm going to be in you. When you receive Christ in your heart, this is a, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the false doctrines of receiving Christ in your heart. Well, how do you know you receive Christ in your heart? Because I got goosebumps. Because the preacher told me. Because this, because that. We all know the Holy Spirit is the title of Jesus' Spirit. And when Jesus comes into our heart, that is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says this, without the Spirit of Christ, you're not a His. The Spirit of truth will lead you and guide you into all truth. That's the same Spirit. One Spirit. And, and there, here's another topic for another day. How many persons are in the Godhead? Because I know there to be one person in the Godhead manifest himself in any way he wants. He can manifest himself five different ways at the same time. But it's the same one true God. So, being born again of the Spirit, being born again of the water, Peter, the old cursing Peter, Peter, the one that Jesus says upon, he didn't say upon Peter, I'm going to build my church. He says, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And he looked at Peter and he said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He gave Peter something for the church. The reason why Peter stood up with the eleven, lifted up his voice, and said unto Peter, the rest of the multitude, men and brethren, these are not drunk as he supposed. He had to clear it up for the community. He had to clear it up for his brethren. He had to explain to people what was happening in the upper room. He's saying, this is it. This is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Not another spirit. You've got to understand that there's no other spirit besides God's spirit. There's no other God beside him. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. He is there. I know not another, Jehovah says. Jesus being uh, Jehovah in flesh or God manifested in flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16, James 2.19. Don't want to get into that because I want to stay on the topic of salvation. But when you have the Spirit of Christ being poured out on all flesh, it started in Acts 2. The, the promise of the Father started in Acts 2, the Comforter. You want comfort? Man, you need to get the Holy Ghost. You want strength? You need to get the Holy Ghost. You need power? You need to get the Holy Ghost. And the question is, is it optional? It is not optional. Unless you're born of the Spirit, you will not inherit the kingdom of God, nor even see it. So, <clears throat> Peter with the keys, Peter that had the answers. The whole community asked Peter, men and, uh, men and brother, what shall we do? What do we need to do right here? What, what do we need to do to, uh, to, to make our relationship with God right? What must we do? Then Peter said unto them, 
repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost it did not say receive Jesus Christ in your heart as your personal Savior it does not it doesn't say say the sinner's prayer Peter never said that those doctrines have got a starting point but it wasn't in the book of Acts book of Acts is the Acts of the Apostles. It's not found in the book of Acts. It wasn't get sprinkled. Sprinkled is not a baptism. Sprinkle is, the Greek word for sprinkles ran to zoo. There's, there's, that's not even part of salvation. Pouring water on somebody is not baptism. Baptism is baptizo, means immersing. Peter said you need to go you need to get immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, here we go. You got being filled with the Holy Ghost. How were they filled with the Holy Ghost? They spoke with tongues in Acts 2 and 4. Acts 10, 44 through 48. Acts 19, 1 through 8. Look at it. They got the Holy Ghost the same way. Anytime somebody got the Holy Ghost, they were speaking with tongues. In an unknown tongue that they can't hear. They, don't, they never planned on speaking it. They're speaking English, and now they're speaking another language or a language from heaven. He said, be baptized in the name of Jesus. There's water. Baptism is water. Spirit is spirit. Unless you're born of water and of the spirit in John 3, 3 through 9, you're not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, here it is. Painted out the picture, clear as day. Unless you're born of water. You must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why didn't it say Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? Because Jesus never said baptize in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He said baptize in the name. Go back to Matthew 20, 19 to look at it. Baptize in the name of the Father. Name is singular. Peter knew the name of the Father to be Jesus. Somebody's thinking, that's not right, his name's Jehovah. Jesus was in prayer. And in prayer, he said, I manifest that name unto the people. I don't read once where he preached Jehovah. I don't read once where he preached Elohim. All I read is he says, in my name you will cast out devils. In my name you will heal the sick. In my name you will do many wonderful works. It's all in the name of Jesus. It's in Jesus we breathe. It's in Jesus we move. It's in Jesus we have our being. We live in Jesus. We pray over our food in Jesus. It's all about Jesus. So, if you don't think the Father's name is Jesus, you you are sadly mistaken. If you don't think the Son's name is Jesus, the name of the Son... What's the name of the Son? Nobody's going to have an issue trying to figure out what the name of the Son is. Name of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was, was explaining the Comforter coming. And he said, right now I'm with you, but one of these days I'm going to be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. Just because you see him die, doesn't mean that's going to be it. 
When he resurrects the third day, he's coming back. And when he comes back in the form of the Holy Spirit, you better watch out. It's going to be a new birth experience. So, Peter said, this is what you need to do. They said, what must we do? He says, get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody says, well, that's just for the Jews. Acts 2.39 says, For this promise is unto you, to your children, to them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And so here's where shaking a preacher's hand is going to do nothing for you. Letting a preacher blow on you is going to be nothing for you. Letting somebody sprinkle water on you. Baptism is baptizo, means immersion. Amen. That's. <clears throat> Tell me I'm wrong. Look it up. Look it up for yourself. 325 AD, the Trinity was formed. 325 AD, around that period, is when they started sprinkling. They changed baptizo to Grantha Zoo. They started sprinkling. They made it into a category. 325 AD, they started baptism for the dead. 325 AD, they started baptism infants. All kinds of false doctrines started. 325 AD Council of Nicaea do your research study what happened in Council of Nicaea and ask yourself are you apostle like are you an apostolic or apostle like are you of the original church or are you another imposter denomination So Acts 2, Peter said, this is what you need to do to be saved. This is what you need to do to be right. Then you read where the church grew and the church multiplied. 3,000, 8,000, or 5,000, 8,000. Acts 10, salvation came to the Gentiles. And something similar happened to the Gentiles as happened to the Jews. It even says for or because they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And if you read Acts 10, 44 through 48, this just guy, this guy, this believer this guy that prayed give alms all the time to the world he would be saved to the world he would need to be born again but to church but, but to God you must be born again so what happened they went Acts 10 let me go there while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. They of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, how did you know they got the Holy Ghost? How did the Jews know they got the Holy Ghost? Why were they astounded? Were they shocked because they were saying, I believe in Jesus Christ as my personal Savior? No. 
Were they shocked to see water? No. Were they shocked to see somebody baptized in water? No. That's not what it says. They were shocked in Acts, or Acts 10.45 because Acts 10.46 says, For or because they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Okay, we're Jews here. We're not supposed to even be talking to the Gentiles. The Gentiles are not filled with the Holy Ghost. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Obviously nobody stood up and said, no, these guys shouldn't get baptized because they're Gentiles. And he commanded them to get baptized in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. What's the name of the Lord? Anybody with common sense would know the name of the Lord is Jesus Christ. Acts 2, Matthew 20 and 19. What's that name? Singular. Name of the Lord, name of the Father, name of the Son, name of the Holy Ghost. We know that to be Jesus. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. They needed to be discipled in the church. So, <clears throat> the Jews were sh shocked because they had an Acts 2 experience. Like, there's no, 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 no refuting that. There's no fighting that. There's no making this up. They were speaking in English, or whatever, Aramaic, and then now they're speaking in, in another language. It sounded like an Acts 2 experience. It sounded like an upper room experience. Let me quote it. And, so, and when the day of Pentecost is fully come, they were all with one, one mind and one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them clothed in tongues like as a fire and set upon each of them. And they... We're all filled with the Holy Ghost to begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit give the utterance. Acts 2, 1-4. through 4. And somebody says, I don't need to get the Holy Ghost. I don't need to get all that. It's a gift. Gifts you don't need to take. Being born again is not, not an option. The gift of the Holy Ghost is explaining to you what, what you can receive and how this is awesome. It's a gift. Why wouldn't you want it? The gifts of the Spirit is optional. The gift of the Holy Ghost is not optional. Acts 10, or Acts 19, I mean. There were certain disciples of John. Apostle Paul found the disciples of John and he asked them, Acts 19.1 read along, he says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Now, this isn't happening in today's world they're not saying have you received the Holy Ghost, they're asking have you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior that's not receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost because if you just profess that you're a Christian, profess that you believe. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and and one of these days I'll, I'll, I'll grab a, a sinner's prayer and then we'll, we'll, we'll go through it. But that's not, that's not an outward evidence of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Did you um, did you accept Jesus or did, did you confess he's your Lord and Savior 
No. He asked, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? What Holy Ghost is he talking about? Being born of the Spirit. What does that mean? Acts 2, Peter said, you must, he said, repent and be baptized and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 10, the Cornelius' crew, they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. That Holy Ghost. But they believed. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Believing is not the final step. It's just the beginning. Understand that. Write that down in your Bible. Believing is not the final step, but the beginning. And they said unto him, We have not heard heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. He said unto them, Until what then were you baptized? They said unto John's baptism. 19.4, if you've been baptized another way other than the New Testament salvation, you must get baptized the right way. If you got sprinkled, christened, if you got any other baptism other than what's in the Bible, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is wrong. You can't go to bed at night after hearing this message and believe that you are actually living right if you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus. After what I just showed you. Nowhere in anywhere where somebody baptized anything different. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They got re-baptized in, in Acts 19 verse 5. In Acts 19 verse 6, when Paul had his latest hands on them. Here we go, this is the Spirit. When Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And they spake with tongues and prophesied. They got, they started speaking with tongues just like they did in Acts 2, just like they did in Acts 10. And here we are again in Acts 19, and God's still pouring out His Spirit. All the men were about 12. So... problems with theology is we start measuring up the Bible with our ancestors so you're telling me my mom she's a good lady she wasn't born of the spirit she's not going to make it to heaven let me say it like this if Cornelius would have died And giving alms, praying all the time. If it wasn't a necessity, Peter would never have brought the message to the Gentiles. If it was okay to believe what they believed and continue what they were continuing, there would be no salvation to the Gentiles. There would be no John the Baptist in Acts 19 conversion, John the Baptist followers conversions. So, the notion that there's many ways to get to heaven is false. There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. 
found in Ephesians. Jesus says, if you come any other way than through Jesus, you're a thief and a robber. You must be born again of the water of spirit. It's not optional. Well, I'm just going to go to this church and I'm going to believe the pastor. And if the pastor's wrong, he'll go to hell and I'll go to heaven. It don't work like that. You can believe a lie and be damned. Look it up. You can be... There's the doctrines that's out there that you can... Once you're quote-unquote saved... Now, let's talk about saved. Saved from what? One denominal world would say being saved from hell. So you're eternally saved. Apostle Paul destroyed that. He said, Can a man sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Any man sin they have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Why would God allow unrepented sin in heaven? That don't make sense. You must first repent to get baptized. Repentance is an action. It's a lifestyle change. It's a walk change. It's a mindset change. That's all I got for today, Doctrine Matters. This is 33 minutes, 24 seconds. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you, all the listeners out there. I appreciate you guys. Um, if you want more content, please email me, AaronJamesHague at gmail.com. A-A-R-O-N-J-A-M-E-S-H-A-U-G at gmail.com. And I will answer any question that you have. And if you don't, know, if I don't know it, I will find somebody that does know it, so I can lo- learn it. Also, God bless. Thank y'all for listening. Bye.